Did it feel good when you were talking about killing off another race? It was what I would consider the equivalent of a drug high. It felt good for a short time because it did give me a sense of identity, a sense of community and purpose when I had none before. Uh, but I also knew it was destroying me, and I also knew it was destroying everything around me. That it is hate, a powerful and lasting bigotry that once consumed Christian Picciolini, a reformed neo-Nazi. Why did you hate? I had gone from powerless to this perception of power. Um, and the only way I knew how to keep it at that point was, was to maintain respect by hurting other people. Christian may have changed, but hate hasn't. The propaganda that's online is very easy to find. In the digital age, hate, for many people, is now just a post or a hashtag away. The fringe website, Gab, where the Pittsburgh shooter ranted against Jewish people, is now down. But hate speech still remains on mainstream sites like Facebook and Twitter with posts like this. The New York Times released a report on Instagram, 11,696 examples of how hate thrives on social media, spotlighting anti-Semitic comments with hashtags like Jews did 9-11. The site has now removed many of these posts, but our own search revealed there's plenty more of hashtags and posts celebrating Adolf Hitler on each of the three major platforms. What is it that someone sees and feels when they're online that pushes them to kill? There are so many marginalized young people who may be disenchanted with not having friends in real life that they're actually finding these communities where there is a lot of uh, camaraderie, there is a lot of fun uh, at somebody else's expense. Uh, and then they get sucked into these things. And it's about desperation or it's about revenge. If you feel like you've never had anything in your life, if you've been abused, if you've been traumatized, for me it was just abandonment. Abandonment he felt at the age of 14, desperately searching for identity and acceptance. A 27-year-old man at 14 years old walked up to me and, and recruited me. I was looking for family. Christian became a self-proclaimed white supremacist, starting a white power rock band, seen in this HBO documentary, Skinheads USA, Soldiers of the Race War. What are some of the lyrics that you wished you never would have written? The Holocaust is a lie. Six million Jews could never die. Uh, there's white pride all across America, white pride all across the world. Things that I look back at now and, and frankly, I wonder where and who that person was because I don't know that person. But Dylan Roof did. He found Christian's music online, talking about a song in forums just months before he killed nine black parishioners at an AME church in Charleston. Those were my lyrics, lyrics that I had written almost 30 years ago that still had an impact today, that still had consequences. Those ideas that I put out into the world 30 years ago may have contributed to the death of innocent people. The internet, he says, accelerating the spread of hatred into hyperdrive. 30 years ago, the internet didn't exist, uh, and it was about books and pamphlets and standing in front of somebody to be recruited. Now, it's self-service. Last year, the ADL saw a 57% increase in anti-Semitic incidents. The 57% spike was the single largest surge we have ever seen 
in 40 years of tracking this information, there simply is no precedent. A precedent, he says, due in part to a now contentious political environment. The fact of the matter is we have elected officials at the highest levels, including our president, who use language that literally is torn from the pages of white supremacists. You will not replace us! And President Trump's failure to immediately condemn the white nationalist march and deadly attack in Charlottesville drew widespread criticism. I think there's blame on both sides. For a small subset of the group, particularly those that are disaffected and violence prone, it may encourage them to commit acts of violence. Encouragement that can be magnified by online echo chambers. And even though Gab, the controversial site often used by the Pittsburgh shooter and others on the far right, is currently without a host, the creator has promised a comeback writing in a statement that Gab is working with law enforcement and we will exercise every possible avenue to keep Gab online and defend free speech. But the line between free speech and online harassment can be thin. Just ask Aaron Schrode. I received tens of thousands of pieces of hate speech and death threats across Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, on the sole basis of the fact that I was born Jewish. The 27-year-old says while she was running for Congress, she was targeted by an anti-Semitic website, The Daily Stormer, in a so-called troll storm, a barrage of derogatory and racist messages dispatched online. I saw my face with a yellow Jude star next to a monster, and the email read, get out of my country, you Get back to Israel. These digital companies need to step up and recognize the role that they have to play in protecting innocent people, innocent lives all across this country and around the world. In separate statements to ABC News about posts we discovered and monitoring hate speech and hate groups on their sites, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook stressed they are working tirelessly to combat the problem while pointing to their individual policies prohibiting hate speech and groups saying they were working to enforce their rules. Both Facebook and Instagram specifically noted they had removed the content we pointed out to them. As for Christian Picciolini, he left the skinheads in his early 20s. When I found people that actually gave me the compassion when I least deserved it, and they were the people that I least deserved it from. Well, the demonization had been destroyed, had been replaced by humanization. Christian now runs the Free Radicals Project, an online campaign to rid radicalization on the web and in our communities. We all have the ability to affect the people closest to us, and we need to start paying attention and having difficult conversations. Difficult conversations in a complex, cyber-driven world, but increasingly necessary to avoid devastating consequences. So whose responsibility is it? It's America's responsibility. It's all of our responsibility. For Nightline, I'm Kira Phillips in New York. Hi everyone, George Stephanopoulos here. Thanks for checking out the ABC News YouTube channel. If you'd like to get more videos, show highlights, and watch live event coverage, click on the right over here to subscribe to our channel. And don't forget to download the ABC News app for breaking news alerts. Thanks for watching.